Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. It's called the excitement of Christmas. The excitement of Christmas. How many of you here today by survey are excited about Christmas? Raise your hand. Praise the Lord. Amen. Everybody is excited about Christmas. We're excited about Christmas for uh, many reasons. I mean, we could list things. We could go around and give testimonies on why people are excited about Christmas. But Christmas is exciting uh, for a lot of reasons. One, you know, it's a time when family... uh, get together with friends and uh, people have been traveling different places. They come and it might be the only time you see some family and friends throughout the whole year is when Christmas time comes around. So it's exciting that family can spend time together. It's exciting also Christmas is for the kids. Amen. Uh, Man, you should have seen the excitement out here Tuesday night for our great uh, Christmas impact that we did from the kids in the community Uh, from the local schools. It was unreal, the excitement that those kids brought. And then the same excitement Wednesday night with our Impact Girls and our Ranger Boys. Uh, Man, it's just the the, the excitement from the kids is very contagious at Christmas time. The excitement of Christmas is being able to participate in all those delicious Christmas treats. Can I get an amen? You know, some like Santa Bellies, amen. Hey, the excitement of Christmas, I don't know if you've ever been before, but the excitement of going down to Mike's Tree Farm and and doing the hayride through the Christmas lights and the excitement, the excitement of Mike's Tree Farm, macaroni and cheese, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel the anointing moving right now. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. The excitement of Christmas, the excitement of of giving gifts and, and the excitement of even opening gifts. But let me just focus in on something that we all need to remember as we go into Christmas. Christmas is definitely an exciting time for sure. But the main reason that Christmas is exciting is because Almighty God gave us the greatest gift ever. Hallelujah. Listen, Christmas is exciting because it's all about a generous God giving us a perfect gift that would save us from our sins. Amen. Christmas is exciting. It's about God giving us the perfect gift that will transform us and change our lives. Has anybody been changed and transformed by the power of God working in your life? Amen. That's why Christmas is exciting. Christmas is exciting because it's about God giving us the perfect gift. He gives us the perfect gift, and guess what? It's a gift that everybody needs. It's not not a gift that some people need. This is a gift that everybody needs. Christmas is exciting because we celebrate that God gave us the greatest gift ever, and that is His Son, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Can we say thank you, Lord, for the greatest gift ever? Hallelujah. Christmas is exciting, and we see how this gift from God was given to us. We found it recorded in Luke chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, you can look in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, 
And I think I'm going to read to about verse 35, just for the sake of time. Here we go. Exciting things happening here right before this first Christmas. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. That's good news right there, isn't it? The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Can you say Jesus? He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Father, bless this time today. Anoint this time. And we're believing, God, your your mighty hand to move upon every life here. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Christmas is an exciting time. We see here it's exciting that God sent this angel, the angel Gabriel, to Mary with some exciting news right before that very first Christmas. The exciting news was that God had found favor with Mary and he had a purpose for her life. Aren't you thankful today for the favor of God and aren't you thankful today that God has a purpose for your life? The exciting news was this, do not be afraid because the Lord is with you. The exciting news was the Virgin Mary would give birth to a son and you're to call him Jesus who is the son of God. The exciting news was that Jesus will be great and his kingdom will never end. Why? Because he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. And we give God praise today for that exciting news. That first Christmas was exciting because the greatest gift ever, Jesus, who is God in the flesh, came to this earth to rescue us. Jesus, he came to save us from our sins. Aren't you thankful today that Jesus, the Son of God, came to this earth to rescue us and to save us from our sins? Amen. Now, I know many of you this week, uh, you're going to spend some time unwrapping some gifts, especially Christmas Eve, uh, Christmas Day. When I was a little boy, I always liked to open my gifts under the tree about two weeks before Christmas. Now, my mom and dad are not here today, but I know they're probably watching online. Please forgive me. I remember being a little boy. If the kids are here, close your ears right now. Take a little butter knife. Go behind where the papers overlap, where the tape's at. Just slide that little knife right through there real easy. Pull it back. Get a glimpse of what's in there. Slap it back together. Slide it under the tree. You're good to go. Lord, help us, Jesus. The preacher's done messed it all up. And then you have fun because when Christmas time comes around and everybody's opening gifts and you get your box, you kind of sit there and shake it and play with it. And you're, like, you're trying to guess what it is. And you guess what it is and you see your parents like, how did he do that? <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Mom, Dad, please forgive me right now in the name of Jesus. We're going to be unwrapping gifts. We're going to be unwrapping gifts this week. 
But let me just tell you, the excitement of Christmas is unwrapping gifts, but it's about unwrapping the greatest gift ever. Christmas Day is about unwrapping Jesus. Christmas Day is about unwrapping the Holy One. Christmas Day is about unwrapping the light of the world. Christmas Day is about unwrapping the wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's what Christmas Day is all about. It's about unwrapping Jesus who can change your life forever and for His glory. And may your Christmas Day, listen to me good, may your Christmas Day be filled with excitement, may your Christmas Day be filled with joy, and may you celebrate the true reason for the season, and that is Jesus, the Son of God, Christ the Lord, the one who can change you, save you, and turn your life around. You celebrate that on Christmas Day. Amen. Christmas is exciting because the Lord is good and He reigns forever. Christmas is exciting because it gives us great hope. The Virgin Mary, here we read, she received great hope that she would give birth to a son as the Holy Spirit came upon her. The Bible says that son shall be called, his name will be Jesus, which means the Lord saves. The Lord saves. In Matthew one twenty one, it says, Jesus will save people from their sins. John one twenty nine says, Behold. Behold, you remember what I said to you a few weeks ago? When you hear the word behold, get ready because something spectacular is coming next. And John 1.29 says, Behold, Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus came to take away our sin. Listen, we gather here with excitement and with hope knowing that our sins can be forgiven through Jesus Christ. You can have hope today, friend. I can have hope today. My sins, forgiven. Jesus came to take away my sins. Jesus came to take away your sins. We can have hope today as we gather that our past sins, our present sins, our future sins, Jesus came to take them away. And that's why the Bible says that Jesus is our blessed hope because he saves us. He saves us, friend. He saves us from the penalty of sin, the punishment of sin, and the power of sin. And praise God this morning for the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. You can never do anything in your life to to merit enough favor or goodness for you to work out your salvation on your own. Listen, the only way you can be saved is through Jesus Christ. He is the only way. He's not a he's not a way. He is the way. Amen. He is the way. And he came to us and it gives us great hope that he would come to save us from our sins. Now this morning I know the reality for many of you gathered and those that are watching online and really all across our nation and this world. There are plenty of people today that are going through Christmas and they're, and they're like some of us uh, here and some of us in our past that we've all been searching at times and crying out for hope. How many of you know people today that are searching for hope and crying out for hope? People are, are feeling hopeless in their life because they're, they're overwhelmed by circumstances. They're overwhelmed by stress and the pain that we encounter in this world. The truth is many people this Christmas have had their hope shaken. They've had their hope shattered because of tragedy, because of troubles in their life. And people everywhere, people everywhere are feeling hopeless. And friend, I will tell you right now, and I will say it because I know that is one of the most dangerous places that you can be in your life. 
When you're at a place when you feel like there's no hope, that is one of the most depressing, discouraging, and dangerous places that you can be in your life. Because when you're hopeless, you feel like there's no way out. When you're hopeless, you feel like there's no way forward. When you're hopeless, the truth is you feel like just giving up. When you're hopeless, you feel like there's nothing even worth living for anymore. And I know I'm talking to people here this morning on campus and online. And when I declare to you that Christmas is about being excited for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, I know many of you are saying to yourself, how can I have hope? How can I have hope when everything around me appears to be falling apart? How can I have hope when my body, health, my health and everything just seems to be deteriorating? How can I look up with hope when everything around me seems to be unstable and uncertain in my life? How, how can I have hope when all the lights seem to have gone out in my life? How can I have hope when, when nothing seems to make sense anymore? How can I have hope when I'm in the middle of my own misery? How can I have hope when I feel so alone? Listen to me. I understand it. I've been there. All of us probably know what it feels like to have been in those places before. But if you're here today and that describes you, I want to tell you some very exciting news. I want to give you some excitement this Christmas. Jesus, listen, he comes to us and gives us hope, especially in those times. When you're walking through those places in your life, those, those hopeless places in your life, that is when Jesus will come to you. You can read all throughout the scripture and you can see Jesus coming and giving hope to the hopeless. All throughout the word, Jesus giving hope to the weary. Jesus giving hope to the suffering. Jesus giving hope to the sick. Jesus giving hope to that one who was in bondage to drugs and alcohol. Jesus giving hope to those that are brokenhearted. Jesus giving hope to the lost. Jesus giving hope to those that are walking around in fear. Jesus giving hope to those that feel like the, the, uh, the attacks of the enemy just won't stop. Let me tell you, friend, today, the reason Jesus gives us hope is because he's the source of all hope. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Romans 15, 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you what? Trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me, please. Christmas is exciting because God is the source of hope. Christmas is exciting because it gives us hope. Listen, the hope that comes from God will be a hope that will overflow. It's not going to be a little bit of hope and then you're going to run out. God's hope is an overflowing hope. It's everlasting. Hallelujah. God's hope will last forever. He's not going to give you a little bit of hope today and then you're not going to have no hope tomorrow. No, God's hope, it will last forever. Hallelujah. God's hope will help you when you're in the lowest place of your life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, his hope will come and he'll pull you out of some sinking waters that you might be in in your life. God's hope will turn your life around. Listen to me, friend. Be encouraged this Christmas knowing that Christmas gives us hope that even Jesus is working even in the midst of darkness. The Bible says he's working all things out for my good and for his glory. Jesus is working. Christmas gives me hope because Jesus is working in my misery and he can turn it into a miracle. Christmas gives me hope because Jesus is making a way when there seems to be no way. How many of you can declare today that you know Jesus is the way maker? Amen. He is the way maker. Yes, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Jesus gives us hope because he makes all things new. Maybe you need some new strength, some new joy, some new peace. Maybe you need a new song of praise in your heart. Well, I'm telling you right now, friend, if you'll call on the name of Jesus, he makes all things new. Christmas gives us hope because he came down so we can go up. Amen. Hey, friend, if you don't have anything else to rejoice about, you better be thankful that Jesus came down so we can go up and spend uh, eternity in heaven with him forever and ever. Hallelujah. And if you come here today and you walked in hopeless, and maybe you're watching online, maybe hopeless, maybe you feel like it's a hopeless life for you, Maybe you feel like hopeless because of your financial situation. Maybe your marriage is hopeless. Maybe things in your family may feel hopeless. Maybe you have loved ones you're praying for and it just feels like there's no change going on in their life. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's the the path ahead and you feel hopeless. Let me encourage you what the Bible says in Hebrews 6.19. Hebrews 6.19 says that we have this hope that's an anchor for our soul that will hold us firm and secure. Aren't you thankful, friend, that when the storms start to come and the waves start to pound, that there's an anchor you can hold on to. There's an anchor that you can hold firm and secure to. And you won't lose way because you're right there with him and he's not going to leave you nor forsake you. And that anchor, his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. The Bible says he's a hope that's an anchor for the soul. Christmas is exciting because that reminds us When hope came down, hope came down to save us, to transform us, and to hold us steady through whatever we're going through in life. How many of you are grateful when hope came down? Thank you, Lord. The first Christmas was an exciting time for a lot of people, especially for those we know as the shepherds. What was so exciting for the shepherds were they were the very first ones to unwrap the greatest gift ever, and that was Jesus. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 verse 16 that the shepherds made haste to go find Jesus. And can I just tell you this morning that some of you need to hurry up and get to Jesus before it's too late. They made haste. They wasted no time. They got to Jesus as quick as they could. And some of you here and some of you watching with us online today, you need to hurry up and get to Jesus before it's too late. In other words, you need to make haste. You need to stop wasting time. You need to stop wasting time because there's no promise for tomorrow. You need to make haste and get to Jesus because the Bible says that Jesus is coming back and he's coming back soon. Amen. He's coming back and no one knows the day nor the hour. Like like lightning flashing from the east to the west, so cometh the Son of Man. You need to be ready, friend. You need to be ready. Christmas is about being prepared. It's about being ready. It's about making haste and getting to Jesus as quick as you can. And I love, I love the shepherds. I love the shepherds for a lot of reasons. But I love them because they refused to miss Christmas. The shepherds refused to miss Jesus. Now, this group of shepherds here, they could have come up with every excuse in the world. And I've heard some good ones. They could have come up with every excuse in the world why they didn't need to get to Jesus or why they could uh, just miss Christmas. They could have said, you know what, my, my life is just too busy right now. I'm so preoccupied doing my own thing. You know what, there'll be another time and I'll make time and make room for him then. How many of you know that's a lie from the devil? Because there's no promise for any of us for tomorrow. Making excuses about being too busy. 
You can make the excuse that you're unimportant and you're not even worthy enough to receive the grace of God and you're just going to do your own thing. You know what? Some people can make the excuse that, uh, you know what? Church is just full of a bunch of hypocrites. I'm not going to be a part of that. My reply is I'd rather be in church with a bunch of hypocrites than to be in hell with a bunch of hypocrites. That ain't too Christmassy there, is it? (laughs) We can come up with all kinds of excuses. All kinds of excuses on why we have no time for Jesus. No room for Jesus. But the shepherds, they made room. They made room for the greatest gift ever. These these people who were considered outcasts and rejects and felt so unworthy, they made room for the greatest gift ever. They made room for Christ on that first Christmas. And I want to encourage you this Christmas. I want to encourage you to make room for Jesus. Make room for the King of Kings. Make room for the one and the only one that can save you from your sin. Make room for the one that can transform your life. Make room for the only one that can help you. The only one that can heal you. Make room for the one that can only give you true and lasting hope. Make room for Jesus. Make room for him so you can be a blessing to other people. Making room for Jesus... Making room for the greatest gift ever is about unwrapping the free gift of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Romans 6.23 says this right here. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen to me, friend. It's a gift. It's a gift that you need to unwrap in your own life. I cannot unwrap it for you. Your mom and dad can't unwrap it for you. Your wife or your husband cannot unwrap it for you. It's a gift that you have to unwrap. So my question for you is, do you have room for Jesus? Do you have room for Jesus? Do we make room for everything else but Jesus? Do you have room for Jesus? Here's another question. Will you make room for Jesus? Will you make room for him? What are you making room for this Christmas in your own heart? I want to just tell you this, friend, and I say it with all sincerity. If there has ever been a time that you need to make room for Jesus, it's the time that we're living in right now. Hear me. You need to make room for Jesus And you may ask, well, how do I make room for Jesus? Here's how you make room for Jesus. The Bible tells us a clear plan on how to unwrap the gift. It first starts with repentance, that you repent of your sins. For those who fail to repent, they shall perish, the Bible says. What is repentance? Repentance is just having a a change of direction, a change of mind, a change of heart, a change of direction. It means that you go to the way you were living, you admit that you're a sinner, you admit it, and with the Lord's help, you quit it. And you turn and you go in a different direction, and you begin to walk with Jesus by faith. So first of all, you just repent by faith, and then you receive Jesus Christ by faith. The Bible says this right here, to all who received him and believed in his name, he came to write. He gave the right to become children of God. Friend, you have to receive the gift. You have to receive the gift. I'm preaching about the gift. The choir's singing about the gift. But listen, they can't open it for you. I cannot open it for you. You have to open this gift and you have to receive it. Repent of your sins. Repent. Listen, friend, if you have an encounter with Jesus, your life is going to change. 
You're not, want, you're not going to want to continue to participate in the ways of the world. You're not going to continue to pursue after sin. You're not going to willfully sin. You're going to have this love for God in your heart now, and it's going to cause you to change directions and to seek His will for your life. And you'll begin to live for Him. And you receive Him into your life to be your Lord and to be your Savior. I want to pray with you right now. We're getting ready to sing a song here called Making Room for Jesus. And it could be during this song here that you could just rededicate your life back to the Lord or maybe for the very first time you can make a decision to give your life to Jesus Christ. But I'm here to tell you, friend, it's the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. I don't care who you are. Listen, rich, poor, I don't, it doesn't matter. Listen, we all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. And you need to make room for him. Sir, make room for Jesus. Ma'am, make room for him. Give him everything. Give him everything. Give him everything in your life so he can forgive you of your sins and you can have forgiveness. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Father, if there's anyone here today, God, that needs you, Jesus, to be their Lord and Savior, I pray that right now you would just by your Holy Spirit convict them, convict them, draw them, move them close to you right now, Lord, that they would fully surrender their life to you. They would repent of their sin. They would receive you, Jesus, to be their Lord and Savior so they can have the assurance in the home of heaven. We thank you right now, Lord, and believe, Lord, if there be any man or woman, boy or girl here, that needs to make room for Jesus, they would make that decision right now. Nobody looking around. And you can just pray this prayer. Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I'm ready to make room for you. So today I turn from sin. And I turn to you. I receive you. I'm unwrapping the gift right now. I'm unwrapping the gift of salvation, the free gift. And I thank you for forgiving me of my sins my past sins, my present sins, my future sins. I thank you, Lord, for coming to me and saving me from the penalty of sin, the punishment of sin, and the power of sin. And today I surrender all to you. I give you my life. I commit myself to you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. And thank you for giving me a home in heaven. And right now I declare to you that I'm making room for you. Maybe you're here this morning, God is speaking to you about your sins and you need forgiveness so you can have a home in heaven and you want to ask God to come into your life and maybe through that time here in this song, you, you reached out to God and you've, you've said by faith, I'm repenting and I'm receiving you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. If you're here this morning, you've made that decision to make room for Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Would you just lift your hand real right now so I can see? Come on, would you raise your hand? God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. Come on, is there any others? Come on, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You can put your hand down. God sees those hands. Thank God for working. Father, we rejoice in you. God, you're so faithful. God, when we're weak, you're strong. You're glorious and mighty, God. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to hearts, God. 
Thank you for those that have repented of their sin. Thank you for those that have received you and unwrapped the greatest gift ever. Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can we clap our hands for the Lord? Amen. You know why the choir was singing that and Hannah was sharing that part where she says, you know, we delight in the Lord. We delight in you, Lord. You know what? You can't delight in Buddha or Muhammad. You know why? Because they're dead. You know, we can delight in Jesus because he's alive. And you can talk to him and you can walk with him. And he's going to walk with you and talk to you because he's alive. And he's moving. And we, we des- he deserves all praise and all glory from us. I want to just finish by telling you this right here. That Christmas is exciting because once you allow Jesus to come into your life and you make room for him, he changes everything. He changes everything. I think about the changes that have been made in so many lives here through the power of God working within us. I think about the shepherds when they encountered Jesus. Friend, when they left from their encounter with Jesus, they were overflowing with excitement. And listen, when you have a true encounter with Jesus Christ, you're going to walk around and you're going to overflow with excitement. Not every day is going to be the best day and the greatest day, but you're going to have an excitement in your heart that no matter what happens, I got Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And you have that excitement. When your life has been saved, your sins forgiven by the blood of the Lamb, your life transformed by the power at work within you, You're going to have a reason to praise the Lord and worship the Lord. God, help us. We should be excited about giving God all the glory for everything that He's done in our life. Friend, has He done anything for you? He's done so much for us. But listen, that's not why we're so excited. We're excited for who He is. He's the Son of God. He's the Son of God. He's the Holy One. He's the light of the world. So we are excited because of who He is. We're excited for what He's done in us. And we're excited as well for what He does for us. He's faithful. And I just want to encourage you this Christmas to be reminded. Don't don't get caught up in all the Christmas hype. Listen, I know there's so much and we get busy with things. But more than anything... Because you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, take time this Christmas to worship the Lord. Take time to worship Him for saving you and to worship Him for transforming you and worshiping you because He is great. He is great. And His kingdom will never end. Aren't you looking forward to heaven, friend? Yes, God. I hope you are. And Christmas should be a time that we're excited that we would come to the Lord and adore Him and lift His mighty name and give Him glory for all that He's done in our life. And we want to do that right now. I want you just to think about all the blessings in your life. Some of you are sitting beside a blessing this morning. We're blessed to be in God's house today. You're blessed to have the mind to be able to think and to get in a car and to be able to drive here. We're blessed for so many reasons. we got so much that we can adore the Lord for and worship Him for. Don't ever lose sight of that, friend. Don't never lose sight of what you have to be thankful for. Let's pray. Father, 
We thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. We thank you for those that have made decisions today to follow you, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the peace and the strength and the hope that has filled us today through the worship and through the word. We thank you, Lord, for your people. I pray blessing over everyone here. God, give them a Merry Christmas. God, I pray blessing over their homes, their families, most of all their hearts, that we would all draw near to you more than ever, Lord. God, bless your people. In Jesus' name we pray. All of God's people said amen.